Hey guys, welcome back to Sidlate's podcast. This week's episode comes from the testimony of a brother who recently came to our church from overseas. We go in depth into his life and how, as he was surrounded by dead religion, this longing for something more allowed God to open his eyes to faith, which leads to the deeper connection with God, and which God desires for each and every single one of us. We see how God transforms Adam's life from being full of meaningless traditions to a life full of meaning through faith in Jesus Christ. I pray that this episode is as edifying to all of you as it was to me. God bless. Hey guys, welcome back to City Lights Podcast. Uh, it's me and Victor again, and then we have a very special guest with us, Adam. Um, Adam, if you want to introduce yourself. Hi everyone. How are you guys? Um, and we're just going to be talking with him, kind of getting into his story and things that God has been teaching him. Um, and Adam, I know you recently uh, just m- kind of moved to Rochester. You want to uh, explain how God kind of led you to, to uh, the city? So, uh, first of all, three years ago, Jesus radically came to my life, changed me. I'm not saying... I wasn't a believer back then, but the thing is, often we think we are believers, but you know, when you're realizing that you never been a believer or you, it, it, it doesn't matter, I mean, what you've been thinking about you, the matter is um, the change God can do in your life. So that's praise God to him. Um, I, I'll get to the, the, the topic, how God entered to my life a bit after. I'll answer your question first. So um, three years ago, let's say, um, I was in Ireland. I was studying. I was doing theology. Um, after that, um, I always had a desire to go to America, basically, like since I was like 13 or something. That actually, my that was my my very like a uh, motivation to learn English, to like um, <laughs> spend a lot of time watching like movies because you know that's how you can learn the language, you know what I mean? Like, and um, I think even though I wasn't I wasn't saved back then, but I was like chasing the dream like to to come here to this country. And, uh, sorry to interrupt, yeah. but you were born in Ukraine. I was first, born in Ukraine, yes. And then you moved um, to Ireland to study. Yes. Okay. So in total, I spent uh, two years there um, because I was not just studying; I was working, mm-hmm. like a restaurant jobs, like um, McDonald's, something like that. I was working in my aunt's uh, restaurant in um, beautiful, like it's it's a, it's a small town. Uh, in Ireland, but uh, the thing is, what I was gonna say, um, yeah, I had the dream to go to America, and um, sometimes um, God is leading you through the different path. He's not just saying no to you; He's saying yes, but not right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like He answered my prayers; He 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 heard my prayers basically, but He told me. Three years ago, he, he answered, he, he basically told me, you're going to go to Ireland first. I'm going to teach you something there. And he did. Like, I was in a Catholic seminary studying theology, you know. And um, 
I always had that thirst because obviously I think we can say amen, amen to that. Nothing can fulfill your heart fully except Lord Jesus Christ himself, you know. There is no like a spirit, there is no uh, person in this world that can change your heart and transform your, your life. You know, and it, and that's, that's praise God. That's not according to your own righteousness, wh which I thought it was. And lots of people, they still think, you know what I mean? They, they still like uh, in that, like a dream. Uh, they don't know God, but they think they know God according to what they're performing. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's actually horrible. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's safe to say that they kind of create this their own image of God and what He thinks and what He wants, and they put that into their own life, and yeah. they they say, you know, this is the life I want to live, and this is what God wants for me as well. Yeah. And um, the thing is, like, I want to say about like uh, religious churches, as we highlighted, it's all like based on your performance, but while reading the Word of God. Ephesians chapter 2 says it's not according to your, you know, actions and performances. It's based on a faith. So um, I'm not saying I'm a, I'm a smart or something, but I think mm, if you if you knock, the door shall be open to you. You know, and if you have that thirst, you you will you will be saved, basically. So I, I want to encourage like each each Catholic or each religious person or whatever Just read the word of God, you know. It, it has a living power inside. It's not, ju it, it, it's not just a, like a instruction to your, like a hoover or something. Because some people, they take word of God like that. Like, for example, like they have, they, they show a huge reverence to the word of God in the, in, the, in the Catholic Orthodox churches. But they don't read it, you know. So how, you know, like. It's like you're polishing your car 24-7, but you're never driving the car. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so I, I remember clearly um, I was sitting in, a, in my university. I was actually working as a, uh, like a hotel administrator, and I was, like, uh, listening to those sermons, and I had my word with me. And, and, I, and I don't mean I, I haven't read it before, But, you know, there's a thing when, when God does his click, you know, and something like clicks inside of you, in you. And uh, I remember I, I found one uh, Catholic, uh, born again, uh, priest preaching. And I was shocked uh, because he did so many emphasis on Jesus and what he did. I never heard that before. Can you imagine, guys, you can, like, study six years in the theology, doing theology, like a seminar or something, and you never can hear uh, that God loves you, that God died for your sin, that he can transform your life when you repent or, you know what I mean? But you always think you're righteous. How come? You know, and, and, and this is a delusion, I think we should pray for those guys, you know, because they're some of them they're really good guys, like you know, but they're they're going wrong way. It, and this is so like horrible because they 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 know the word, you know, it's like a Pharisees, Pharisees guys, you know what I mean? 
So, yeah, I, and I remember, like, like you know, I, I remember that moment, like, I was listening to, and he was like, to the sermon, and he was like, constantly talking about Jesus, his greatness, his what he did, and I remember how, like, something was blocking my spiritual ears or something, you know, and it, it was, like, gone. And now I'm thinking kind of different, but I wasn't saved back then. I was kind of on my way. I was, like, still performing something, you know. I was thinking, like, I'll pray this much and this will happen. I'll I'll go this much to confession and this will happen, you know, kind of. But eventually, praise God for that, uh, it ended up in Ireland during... Um, during pandemic, basically, on uh, like all the houses, we were on lockdown, basically. And I remember I got severe depression, like really bad. And I couldn't eat, couldn't sleep, like a panic attacks all of a sudden, you know, basically demonic things, you know. But uh, uh, this is also encouragement for all of the listeners. You know, sometimes your worst nightmare in your life can bring you, you know, the best things after, you know. So some people, they think like, oh, I'm going through something really bad right now, through horrible stuff, and you do. But it does not mean that God f uh, forgot about you, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's like um, it's like a pregnant woman gives birth in such a pain to the kid but after she's happy it says in the word of god you know and she does not remember what happened before so it was i was like that and that i was listening to to a sermon of Derek prince if you know the guy he's uh he's he's in heaven now he's like Worldwide famous minister, scholar, Bible theologian, really good teaching. Um, and he was he was uh, preaching about uh, um, power of the Holy Spirit, and he was basically quoting the verses from the Bible, yeah. like a prayer. And uh, he said, "If you believe, if you have the if you have the belief in your heart, you want you're willing to pray." Uh, and I went uh, upstairs, fell on my knees, and started to pray with him. And, and 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 I'm not saying I never prayed before, but this prayer was different. And when I when I started to repeat the words from the scripture with the faith, and it says, "My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, redeemed, cleansed, and sanctified by the blood of Jesus." And I, f and I started to cry really, really hard, really, really bad. And all of a sudden, I got that understanding, who is Jesus Christ? That it, he's not just uh, some sort of, uh, you know, he was, he was, doing, he was performing something 2,000 years ago. And he has no power right now. We're, we're, just, we're just gathering today at church, performing some, something, you know, and going back to our homes with zero transformation, he's he's much more powerful than you think he is. 
you know he's literally the good the good shepherd he he cares about you maybe it, i believe that could be worth for for all of us you know for our listeners as well like because we sometimes all of us we have the stage of doubt you know like uh, even jesus on the cross he was asking lord lord why you forgot about me basically you know sometimes we have a huge struggle in our lives and 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 that's when we are going real christian walking i believe it's not it's not because some people they think it's supposed to be like a paradise it's not going to be like a paradise look at jesus look at his 12 disciples almost like except john they denied him they were in fear he was alone he was even asking god where are you so um i think we the, the key which going to open that door is faith you know your faith in his power your faith in what he can do in your life even i believe some people there they can be rejected by their family members their brothers sisters you know so i'm just i'm just encouraging you don't um let other people bring you down because sometimes it's not people it's devil mm-hmm. wants to destroy your life mm-hmm. and what god prepared for you because i know and we know the word of god says that every single one of us is precious for uh for god and he has a plan for you so be strong guys you know yeah actually just a question just to kind of go back to mm. what you were talking about how kind of that night after listening to this uh preacher and then you you praying would you say that that was the night of your salvation and you gave up your life to christ no it was still like god working working into it was you. still the process but uh after that i remember my understanding starting to kind of switch from the performance towards jesus and what he he was doing but i i wasn't saved back then because when i got saved the next day morning i was talking with other random people about jesus christ and and i remember uh that sense of shame was gone totally so i could go easily on the streets and preaching lord jesus christ to homeless people or to my friends probably the, the, they thought i'm i'm like weirdo or something because you know we, we we're going like uh drinking coffee or something and now you're talking about eternal uh, salvation and you know but that was real some people they were crying on the streets and 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 praise god for that because that was that was him working uh you're like a you know like a vessel basically mm-hmm. god can work through you. you 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 haven't been just saved for uh for for nothing basically he will use you if you will allow him to so yeah but but eventually i got saved um almost like a year after or something i don't I'm yeah. not sure because i remember um when i invited him when i invited jesus into my life when i accepted him as my lord and savior 
the sense of uh, shame gone and uh, I mean the sense of shame talking with others sharing the gospel gone was gone and uh, uh, as well I didn't want to like uh, judge people mm-hmm. for for no reason or for a reason whatever like like he delivered me basically yeah and I believe he delivered me from the religious spirit as well yeah and I, th- I think like once once people taste and see the goodness of God and the goodness of Jesus in their life and that's when things transform. That's when you stop caring about anything else and you realize, like, this is the only thing that matters is the goodness of Jesus, the goodness of God. Amen? Amen, brother. Yeah. You know, just listening to your story, um, it's so interesting to me how growing up in, I guess you could say, you know, a Christian home, yeah. um, a Catholic home, whatever, that it took so long for you. How old were you, by the way, when you came to Christ? 19? 19. I'm 23 right now. 23. So it took that long, and you were in seminary too. It wasn't even like you were, you know, unaware. Yeah, I'm saying like I was Christian in the moral sense, but on the same time, no, which is weird. Mm -hmm. So what was different about, you know, your life before because, you know, Catholics. It's an interesting question, though. Versus your life Mm -hmm. now. I know. It's like I was more like fascinated with uh, the whole performance thing, the whole uh, idea of how we should look like, you know, priests, like a black thing, like in a Matrix movie or something. <laughs> but I mean, and um, all those like uh, architecture stuff, you know, the choir singing, um, I don't know, the, the importance of priest. You know what I mean? Which is which is not Christ central. But it it really took me a long long time to to realize that. But praise God I did because he that was he who was knocking to the doors of my heart. Mm-hmm. Not me trying to but I did. I, literally I was trying as hard as I could to approach God in terms of religion. But you can't. You need faith. You need faith to realize that you were a sinner and you can't help yourself. You know, but um, yeah, I remember I was like a sitting like a, like a few hours, almost like every single day praying like a thing, you know, repetitive prayers. But that was never from my heart. And I remember even the, it's like a habitual thing, you know. And they still do it, you know. They're not even aware of it. So I was like praying like rosary, called rosary, Mm -hmm. you know. And I was like, I remember I just, like a few days I got saved. But the habit was still there, you know. And I remember like I had, I believe that was God, you know, talking to my heart. I I, I, I didn't hear the voice or something. But I basically like uh, had that good thought. Um. Maybe you should just pray in your own words mm-hmm. instead. And I just said, like, Jesus, like, thank you. And I felt like overwhelming peace. Oh, wow. Immediately, like, you know. But I was, like, sitting in my chair, like, praying, like, almost an hour, bro. But I just I just said, like, two words or three words. Jesus, I thank you for this or something. Like, a simp- the most simple prayer you, can, you could ever pray. 
But that's what he wants from you. Simplicity and open heart. Being honest with him, you know. And, and, and that would happen. And, and after that, Holy Spirit was leading me, you know. And I never prayed uh, something pre-planned or, you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. uh, from a script. Mm-hmm. Because they do. You, you, need, you need to have like a book, actual book, open that, you know, reading, like going through that, like a mantra. Right, like even on the streets of Rome when I went on the mission trip, I would ask people to pray with them, and they're like, okay, what prayer? Because, you know, most people grew up in that background. Usually it's like, Ochenash, you know, Our Father. Um, Hail Mary. Like, yeah, Hail Mary, whatever whatever these uh, prayers are. And I'm like, no, can, can I pray just in my own words for you? And some said yes, some said no. But would you say that that was, wasn't really taught about how prayer worked in the, in the Catholic faith or in, in just in your life and how you grew up? Was that frowned upon, would you say? I think... Like praying in your own words, I mean. The praying... Um, if you pray in your own words, this is actually the best thing because you have an honest dialogue with a creator. But like, like Catholics, they pray to saints and Mary, which is not biblical. You know what I mean? It's like the religion is full of mediators. You, you, like, let's say I want to talk to Victor, but I'm go, I'm calling you, and I'm telling like, yo, go go tell Victor I'm inviting him for a coffee, which is weird, right? Or go tell Victor I'm sorry. Yeah, because I, 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 you know what I mean. If people still do it, you know. Um, yeah, I think that that kind of a prayer. Even if you're praying to God, right? If I'm not talking like Mary saints, whatever. Even if you're praying to God, because you've been taught so by your parents. I don't think it's a, it has a lot of spiritual power inside of it. You know, it's like a habitual driving. Mm-hmm. But God didn't, you know, he does not want such a children that will habitually talk to him because their parents raised them that way. Yeah. You know, you, you, can you imagine, you're like a parent, right? And you have like a bunch of kids and they're like in the morning waking up 6.30 Thank you, my father, for this bread and this, da, 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 you know, like. No connection. No connection. Yeah. No honesty, no honesty, you know. And like, or or husband and wife. He wakes up in the morning and he goes, thank you, my wife, because everything is beautiful about you. And I'm something and I'm going, I'm, I'm late for work. And like 15 years like that. 25 years like that, 30 years of life. She's going to think he's nuts, you know? Yeah. Because there's no sincerity about it. But still some people, a lot of people, we're talking like millions. Literally, we're talking like a... What's what's the numbers of a Catholic in the word? Like one billion... Well, it's Christians, I think, in total, so including Protestants, Catholics. But I think Catholics make the majority of that for sure. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. Millions, no, it, it's it's crazy. Um, and and I think the most amazing part of your story is that you you know you're growing up in this kind of Catholic faith, and um, 
anybody could look at them and be like, oh, you, or like you can look at them and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm saved. I have this faith, this religion. Why do I need to look for anything more? But at the end, God's knocking on your heart and you know that this is not enough. Mm-hmm. You know, this, yeah. this religion in my life is not bringing me anything. Yeah. And that's when Jesus knocked on your heart and you answered that call. Yeah. And that's what changed is now you have satisfaction in Christ and you're Amen. living a new life. And I think that's so amazing because you had this Catholic religion, you had all these things, you're studying this, and it's like so many people will live their whole lives like that. But at the end of it all, it means nothing. Yes. You know, and the, and the, the you finding Christ means everything. So it's so amazing. You said a brilliant point that, um, that there is satisfaction and true happiness only in Jesus, which I didn't know before I got saved. Mm-hmm. Like literally my sense of my like, happiness was wrong and i'm telling you guys if if like let's say non-believers listening to us and they're still chasing something in their lives i think you should really think twice about that if it's not god because all desires of our heart are false if they're not christ-based christ-centered mm-hmm you know, so you said really, really good point. Um, I remember when I was like first talking about Jesus, sharing the, the, the good news of the gospel and I was going back home and I remember that joy, like a supernatural happiness, like uh, you won a million dollars or something mm-hmm. and you can't compare that to anything. Yeah, I was remembered. Uh, I remember the story uh, I shared. I was preaching to homeless guy, and he was crying on the street, accepting Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And there was a lady. She like ran to me, and she was like yelling at me, "You like a like a something like she was cursing me basically." But we were, you know, we were like a. I was praying with him. He was crying. It was like a real thing, you know. And after I, uh, I actually called my friend and I told him, like, I don't know, this is the best thing ever. And he was probably, he, he wasn't even saved back then. But the joy, you know, it's like, it's uncomparable to all the Lamborghinis of the world, to the whole thing of uh, false uh, pleasure. Because it's it's temporary. Mm-hmm. But our joy in the Lord is eternal. And you, some people, they think, I don't know why I'm going that way, but some people think like, oh, I don't have a lot of money here. I don't have a lot of money. I'm like poor. But it says in a revelation that you think you are rich, but you are poor. You know, so I believe God sees things different, you know. That's why he he, he was hanging out with, uh, like, kind of outcasts. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's constantly looking for the sinner to be saved, to, to be reconciled with him. That's why, that's why he found me, you, all of us, all, which is, which is amazing. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's kind of like a, a great place to... To end off is with these with this question for the listeners. Um, what are you chasing in life? You know, what are the things that 
that you're looking for joy? What are the things that you're seeking? You know, if you're seeking God, the Bible says that, you know, you'll knock and he will answer to you, you know, and, and praise God for that, that he, he's a good God, that he's a good father. And he wants to have that communication. He wants to have that, that true relationship, relationship that Adam was talking about, not just getting up and, and saying these prayers that don't mean anything, but he wants a relationship with each and every single one of us. Amen. And, um, I think it's important to ask ourselves, what are we chasing? You know, are we chasing the things of this world that lead to death? And, you know, at the end, we're not going to be satisfied. And, or are we chasing God that at the end of our lives, we know that we fulfilled our purpose? Yeah. yeah. All right. I guess it's, that's a wrap. Uh, Adam, thank you for joining us today. Uh, I don't know about you, Victor, but for me, it's a, a big encouragement just to hear yeah. your story. You know, I'd love to have you on to, to continue hearing it. Again, kind of more how, how that faith, that newfound faith now brought you into America. But God bless you, Adam, and God bless all of our listeners. Thank you all for tuning in. God bless you guys. It was a pleasure and honor for me as well. Praise God. Praise God.